Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Wednesday, December 7th. I hope each and every one of you are having an amazing start uh, to your Wednesday and an even better week. Um, This week, we have added a new segment, um, which I am super excited to be having with my guest host, who I'm about to bring up, uh, Coach April. I want to share a little bit about her uh, to you all so you know who she is and why she's so awesome. Um, April Mackay is an attorney and business coach who helps entrepreneurs and small businesses secure their legal foundations. As an attorney, she specializes in trademark applications, entity formation, reviewing and drafting legal documents, and other business transactional work. What we love about April is that she is a coach. She does not just have to be your lawyer. So as a coach, she helps entrepreneurs and budding businesses, uh, owners, excuse me, start, build, grow, and protect their business legacies. Uh, Prior to becoming an attorney, April worked over a decade in both corporate and government organizations where she honed her customer service, management, and leadership skills. Coupled with her keen legal acumen, um, she now uses these skills to help take businesses and their owners to the next level. In addition to her accomplishments in the legal and business arenas, April is a wife and mother to a blended family of six adult children, Um, empty nesters, y'all. And April has a passion for seeing visions come to life. And her ultimate goal is to help others walk confidently in what they've been assigned to do in their life and in their business. So let's welcome April. How are you? I am amazing. I am amazing. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, So as you all know, uh, if it's your first time here, go ahead and welcome uh, yourself into the chat. This is an interactive show and we'd love to hear from you. Um, So we've got a new thing that we've been doing, April, where we say where we're at and what the temperature is. So I am still in Tampa. It is still 79 degrees because it's Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for letting me know that. Let you know us what? know. So look, so I have to actually look it up because in Michigan, you can get anything. Okay. So <laughs> I am in Michigan, Michigan. I am in a suburb of Detroit called West Bloomfield and it is a beautiful and lovely 40 degrees right now. <laughs> With no <Well>. sun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Or is it snowing or not? Not quite. no, not yet, not yet. But you never know with Michigan; it could it could snow like in the next five minutes, <laughs> and then you know be rain uh, raining and then sunning sunny in the next hour. So oh man, you never know. <laughs> you, you signed up for that life, okay? Well, my my parents did, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping up with tradition. Exactly. Well, I am so excited to have you here. Um, how do you typically introduce yourself? I know I read your bio, but how do you typically introduce yourself to audiences? You know, it's funny because it really depends on the room I'm in, you know. So because I am a Michigan attorney, I don't have I'm not licensed in other states. Um, in my attorney capacity, I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a business attorney. But I absolutely love coaching. I love business coaching. I love 
um, seeing, uh, as you mentioned in my bio, I love seeing people's visions come to life. Mm -hmm. So really that's what I love to lead with because that's the best way that I feel that I can help people um, sort of solidify their place in the marketplace. Yes, yes. And and you do a fantastic job at it. You've been a lawyer for as long as I've known you. And you <laughs> do an amazing, amazing job at what you do. But I also love how you've coached me in my business, although I don't always like it. Um, but but it's important, right? We want to make sure that we are protecting our assets, yes. that we're protecting our business. And, and as you put it in your bio, protecting our legacies. Yeah. Absolutely. I just uh, I sent you um, a message last night about and I don't know how true this is, but Takeoff, who was uh, recently, um, unfortunately, um, passed away, mm -hmm. uh, you're saying that he did not have a will. You and know, what? It, it's so crazy because, I mean, you think about someone who's even as big as Prince. Mm -hmm. not, not having, you know, those legacies put in place, those wills and those. It, it, it's, it baffles me, but at the same time, it's sad to say, but in our culture, in, in African-American culture, we are not sort of privy to those type of um, educational piece, pieces when it comes to legacies and leaving something for the next generation. We don't, we just don't know, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And, and we are so good at doing what we do well. You know, Prince wasn't focused on, you know, his will. He's focused on playing the guitar and being an amazing superstar. Same thing with, with Takeoff. I mean, he was a performer. That's what he did. That's what he does. He loved to do that. And um, I could probably say the same thing you know, about the people who are around him and in the entertainment industry, they're not thinking about what or, or how they're passing on their legacy. They don't even want to think about death. You know, <laughs> they want to think about living in the moment. And I'm, I'm not an estate planning attorney, but <clears throat> but a part of my job is preparing or helping others prepare um, their businesses for that portion of it, you know, so it's very, very sad to see how common it is. Yeah. It, and it, it baffles me every single time I hear it because we continue to see what the example is if you don't. You know, the, t the government decides to be your third child all of a sudden, take a third of your money. Like, I did not birth you. I do not know you. Mm -hmm. And yet you you get a piece of my my money. We saw this with um, mm -hmm. uh, Bozeman, you know, with, yeah. with you know him and they split. They they got yes. a third. They yes. were first child all yes. of a sudden. Like, yes. this is not OK. It's not and, OK. And you know what? And, and even more sad is when you don't have those things put in place, now you're leaving your family and your loved ones to fend, to, to sort of fight over what they think belongs to them and, and things of that nature. Um, but even more so, be, even before that, putting yourself and your business in a position mm -hmm. to be passed down mm -hmm. is really key. You know what I mean? It's really key. So if you don't have those things set in place while you're living, you know, for sure, it's going to be super difficult to do it, you know, when you're no longer here. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'd, I'd like to get some of your insight. You know, this is the protect the bag segment, ultimately, yeah. right? How to how to continue to secure the bag, keep Love the it. bag, and, and hopefully allow it to multiply for you. So as a business coach, what is one of the first things you advise your clients as they're forming a new business? Well, the main thing is, and I see this a lot, you know, people come with oh, you know, I have this, this great idea and, you know, this wonderful vision of mine. I really wanted to do this for the longest time. And I, I think I'm, you know, supposed to do this or what have you. The very first thing that I always advise my client is to really step back and look at what it is that they're trying to do and why it is that they're trying to do it. Um, it's It all starts with the vision. It really, really does. And the reason why is because whatever your vision is, it sort of sets the tone for how you do business. It sets the tone for the pieces that you need to put in place, you know, in your business. So if you don't have a, if a vision or a sort of futuristic view about what your vis, what your business looks like, then you don't know what to, to put in place. You're sort of taking it one day at a time and you're sort of, you know, gathering things as, as you go along, but that doesn't put you in the best position possible to secure, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to protect. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, have a vision. Have a vision. And, you know, this week we've been talking about uh, building a brand. And yes. so that is actually one of the things we've been talking about is what is it that you do and making it clear to the audience of that you want to purchase from you? What is it and and why do you why are you doing it? Because there'll be days that there may not be anybody at your door, yes. you know, um, that should still be pushing you to want to still become the the go-to, the, the guru. Mm -hmm. um, so another question I have for you is, I guess, what are the qualities of a secure business bag? If you had to put it into words, what does that look like? The qualities of a secure business bag is, for me, it is, first of all, again, knowing what that end goal is, right? Because if we have, again, if we have that vision, we have that end goal, um, or or at the very least, we think we have it because, you know, things change all the time. Um, we're able to put the pieces in, in sort of, sort of, I guess, if you think about a bag, right, or um, you, you think about the, the saying where, um, you know, money is just falling through my pocket. There's a hole in my pocket, right? So right. I think about it like that where, Let's find the needle and thread and sew up that hole, you know, put a patch on it even before <laughs> the, the money gets the opportunity to fall through. So that security. So having a foundation is really the main key, having having a solid foundation, anything that you are building, it has to have a solid foundation. And, and the higher you want something to grow the more solid that foundation has to be. The, the deeper you have to dig in that foundation in order for it to secure whatever it is that you're building. So uh, very specifically, um, I would say the key piece or one of the key pieces is to have the correct entity that you're forming. And so uh, a lot of people, um, you know, have questions about, oh, you know, what kind of entity, you know, should I, should I start an LLC? You know, what type of 
business should I start? LLC is like the common term, you know, around here. Um, and it is good. It's, it's a great thing to have an LLC. Most businesses start off as LLCs for good reason, because they are sort of the easiest, mo most flexible type of entity that you can form. But let's just say, for example, you're a tech company and you know you know for sure that you're going to be looking for investors and you want people to sort of join in your company. An LLC is probably not the best option for you. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that would be a corporation. And then, you know, people want to know, well, should I get an S corp versus a C corp? Or at the end of the day, that is a tax designation. That is not an entity. So just really understanding what type of entity it is that you want to form is the very first thing um, or need to form. Um, also, the whole point of forming an entity that is separate from your personal person is to keep your business and your personal finances separate. So when you are forming this entity, it's very, very important that you do the right things to keep those things separate to avoid personal liability. And so it gets a little deep into the woods when we talk about that, but just know that the main thing is always keep everything separate so that there won't be any confusion. At, even if you're the, a solo person in business, so there won't be any confusion between you as a person and your, and your actual business. Mm, that's a good point. You know, like you said, I think there, there's this, I, I don't know why, um, but LLCs are just the most popular ones. Sure. And mm -hmm. there's not really a whole lot of education out there that tells you S Corp versus C Corp versus, you know, all of these other options that you have. Is this something you, I, you know, obviously I know you're a business coach. Is this something yeah. you cover in your coaching? Absolutely. That is a very key point. Um, and the reason why I cover it, even if you've already started a business, um, I cover it anyways, because you can always change it if you need to. Um, and, you know, depending on where you live or where your business is located, rather, um, or where your business is formed, there are certain rules around changing it and how to change it. But at the end of the day, if the corporation is a better fit than an LLC, then it's probably best to go to a corporation, you know? So it really depends. But yes, I do cover that um, with many other sort of foundational pieces um, in my program. Okay. Mm -hmm. And make sure your business, you know, if we're looking at securing the bag, and I love the analogy you provided, right? Trying mm -hmm. to make sure you pre-patch these holes before mm -hmm. your money starts falling through it. Mm -hmm we're looking at beyond just the startup, mm -hmm. right? Where we have our LLC yes. or our S Corp. What else can we do to protect, protect the bag? So it really depends on the level that you are in business, where you are um, as far as in the growth stage of your business, whether you are hiring people, hiring employees versus uh, hiring independent contractors. Um, it also depends on um, whether or not you are sort of partnering with people, but ultimately to sort of give it a roundabout answer, you want to protect your business uh, legally through documentation. Mm. 
contracts. Number one, number one thing, contracts. Um, another really, really key uh, thing to do, which is not sort of a, uh, not a sort of not legal uh, situation. It, it can in, involve a legal thing, but it's sort of a, a, a business or from an operation standpoint point, but keeping track of uh, finances, um, keeping track of sort of your systems and how you do things, how you operate, uh, keeping track of uh, data, um, inventory, if you're selling goods and things of that nature. The reason why that's very, very important is because it helps to sort of bring your business together so that someone from the outside can look at it and value your business. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you don't have those pieces in place, and a lot of times, again, going back to where we work our business because we're good at a, one particular thing. You know, if you're doing hair, for example, you're so good at hair, you're not worried or you're not thinking about how much conditioner you're purchasing versus using. Mm -hmm. um, you're not thinking about the aprons that you have to replace. You're not thinking about the curling irons, you know, that you might have to replace every two years or what have you. You're not thinking about um, maybe the chargebacks from a, a customer who, you know, didn't like their hair or was unsatisfied or whatever the case is. You're not thinking about that. You're just busy doing hair. So you're not writing down anything. You're not, you know, you're not pro even creating um, sort of uh, the system of what happens when your client walks in the door. Mm -hmm. um, how is your client greeted? How long does your client have to wait before they're seated? seated? There's just so many aspects that you can put in place now if you have a written sort of documented system and process for everything that you do, it makes it very, very easy for um, the other people who are helping your business, like your accountant, mm -hmm. you know, put those things in, in place. Like, how are you accepting money? What system are you using? You know, you're not just taking cash. A lot of people use, you know, um, you know, whatever digital, you know, payment systems that they're using. How is that all housed and how are you keeping track of that? Um, <clears throat> I say that and then we'll probably kind of get into this next, but just kind of leaning into it. Um, I run into situations where, and, and one just recently where people are literally leaving money on the table and, and um, like uh, sort of thwarting business deals, like their business deals are falling through because they don't have the documentation in order to show what it is that you're actually making. Mm. You could really, you could be making over six figures. You could be making a million dollars in your business and not be able to properly show it in your, in your work, in your, um, you know, even in, in your operational costs, in your profits, mm -hmm. your profits and losses, because you don't have the paper papers to show it. And mm -hmm. so now, you know, the person who's wanting to purchase your business, who's wanting to invest in your business, they can't do it with confidence mm -hmm. because you haven't taken the steps to make sure that your business is secure. 
Wow, wow. Now, I, I have to ask, is this something also inside of your program where you're providing maybe some general templates of, you know, maybe SOPs or, you know, contracts and things like that? Yes, actually it is. I, I provide contracts, um, contract templates. Um, and I and I always have to preface this by saying, you know, I am not your attorney, right? <laughs> I'm only an attorney in Michigan and only an attorney to those who um, who have retained me as an attorney, not a coach. Um, but I do provide contract templates so that people can have sort of this uh, idea, general idea of what these contracts should look like. I always recommend take them to another professional, take them to a, a, an attorney to review it actually would cost less for an attorney to review than to draft mm. a full-on, you know, contract. So it's very, very helpful. Um, but not only that, I go through systems and 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 how to create and what to create as far as systems are concerned in your business and what systems you should think about creating in your business. I love that. I love that. Now, I know we only have a few minutes left here, but I want to ask this and then I want to uh, have you close us out. Sure. What are some examples of brands that you think have the secure bag, you know, mm -hmm. from the outside, the secure business bag from the outside looking in? What are some of those brands that we can look at as a um, something we can strive to? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Um that's always a hard question to me because I feel like so many of the biggest grant, uh, biggest brands are doing it the right way, right? They're they're obviously they're doing <laughs> doing it the right way, but I just want to give I guess my favorite example to give always is Nike. Mm. I love Nike. I love giving Nike as an example because I believe that they do what they do very well and they stay in their lane while they're still growing and things of that nature. But um, particularly I chose Nike because obviously they're a very long standing, you know, company. They have athletes and you know, entertainers and things of that nature that rep their, that like, it's sort of like the gold standard, right? If you get a Nike contract, the reason why is because the goodwill of their company is so good. And as a business owner, it is really your main goal to protect the goodwill of your company. They do that through intellectual property protection. They have, they're very heavy on intellectual property protection. You're not just going to go and put their uh, Nike swoosh um, symbol on, on your clothes anywhere and try mm -hmm. to sell them. You know, you're not going to just say, just do it on your shirt and think that they're not going to come after you. Like, <laughs> like it, they have, Many, many, many uh, trademarks in place, um, as an example. Um, but they also, on the corporate side, they have not only like their main sort of holding company, but they have other companies um, or other divisions, you know, that also sort of represent that Nike brand. And um, it gets, I mean, the bigger you get, the deeper. <laughs> that uh those connections look mm -hmm. but at the end of the day any brand that you can that you see that is long-standing and that you see is sort of branching out yet still known for one particular thing i think i think will be a really great example of a brand 
that that has secured the bag and continues to secure the bag. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Miss April, how can the people connect with you if they want to work with you? They, they, you know, again, this week we've been talking about building a brand. A lot sure. of entrepreneurs listening in will listen in on the replay. How can they connect with you about your services? You know what? You can actually just follow me on April Mackay, A-P-R-I-L-M-C-K-I-E on Instagram. Um, that's really the best way to contact me. You can DM me. I DM back. I do answer. <laughs> um, but actually, if you want to email me, you can actually email me at contact at aprilmckay.com and say, hey, you know, I saw you on Coach Walina's show on Ladder Talk Live. Um, I'm interested or whatever questions you have. And then we can set up, I'll send you a link and we can set up a discovery call and see what it is that you actually need. Awesome. Awesome. Well, any last words? Um, we're going to be closing out the week, you know, on Friday, but uh, any last words for this week's topic, which is, you know, building a brand from your perspective as a business coach and attorney, mm -hmm. what uh, lasting words would you like to leave us with? You know what? I, I want to say this. Um, there is a difference between building a business and building a brand. Those are two different things. Um, your business is sort of your company. It's sort of the, the back end. It's sort of, you know, how you make money. It's the systems. It's all of the, you know, all of the things. The brand is how your business is represented. And you are a lot of times, especially if you're a solo owner, you are the brand, right? You hear that a lot. You are the brand, but whatever it is that you are putting out there for the world to see, that is your brand. So you want to be very, very careful on how you present yourself. Um, you want to be careful with um, the words and the, and the things that you're using to make sure that you're not infringing on somebody else's brand. Um, and I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that in, in, in later segments. But um, ultimately, just know that your brand is a, is a representation of your business. So you want to make sure that you're always representing, representing it properly. And one thing that people don't think about is you have to be prepared to defend your brand. Mm. If you see someone using your your things, don't let it slide. You know, you have to always be prepared to defend your brand. But your brand is you. You are your brand. So get it secure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Y'all, she has, you have really been dropping some gems today and I really appreciate Good. that. I look forward to having you on future episodes. So the rest of y'all will be back again tomorrow as we talk about building your brand and uh, you have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. 
Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.